Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's kill that bass head. Let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T-Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. Welcome, everybody, to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. I am your host, uh, Anthony Bose, and sitting to my left, or I guess maybe your right, is <laughs> co-host Matty G. Hey, hey. Hey, and uh, we, of course, are continuing our All Things Spooky and uh, Wonderful through the month of October. Today, we have a very wonderful, very beautiful, and very talented guest, Deborah Lamb, one of our Scream Queens of October. Deborah, thanks for joining us today. Hi, you guys. Thanks for having me on. It's so good to be here. Well, we're uh, very, very pleased to have you with us. Uh, I know uh, you were mentioning uh, just before we uh, started the show here that you're live on location and uh, and working on a project uh, as we speak. Yeah, I'm working on two films back to back right now. This uh, just worked on um, something the last couple of days and I have another project in a few days and uh, I've been Busy, busy, busy. Plus, uh, it's so funny because while I was here to shoot these couple of things, um, I got a couple auditions. So I did an audition last night, and I have another audition I need to do as soon as I shoot the next thing uh, next oh, week. Wow. So just busy, busy, busy. Crushing <laughs> it. Super busy. Yeah, that's good. I mean, with uh, with everything being on hold for so long with COVID, uh, it's kind of nice to see everybody getting back into the swing of things and uh, back into recording, which means uh, all the new shows and all the movies are, are coming out. So uh, the uh, the hiatus of, uh, of boring things are now uh, gone and uh, everything's back in full swing again. Oh, yeah. Um, in fact, uh, things got started back up with me in... Uh, August, I I continued working on a film that got interrupted in March because of COVID and everything, mm. and that was uh, a murder mystery comedy I'm doing with director Mark Pirro, and uh, then we had to postpone the rest of the shoot, but we started up again in August, and then um, another project that was on hold, uh, I worked on that, and that was a family film called you like to draw with a question mark um, about a young woman with a traumatic brain injury and I play her mother. And then right mm -hmm. after that, I just wrapped up a Western. Um, and then I came to an undisclosed secret location where I'm working on two films. <laughs> I was going to ask you, uh, there must be some NDAs in, in place that uh, we can't quite mention what they are yet, uh, as you've been a little elusive to uh, what you're working on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's quite the, all right. That's good. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, I, uh, the, both of these projects that I'm working on right now, they're both kind of hush hush. One of them, I can, I can tell you uh, that uh, one of them, I do play a, a medieval witch and another one, um, is a kind of a throwback to the 70s uh, films. And I can't, unfortunately, I can't say much about it, but I do play, <laughs> but I do play a, a voodoo, uh, a voodoo queen, so to speak. Ah, okay. Oh, well, that's I, good. I, can't, uh, I can also tell you that uh, the one film that I just worked on, I'm using an Irish brogue and the other film I'm doing a French accent and as well as speaking just a little bit of French in this one, um, a limited amount. And, uh, and then I have some projects coming up relatively soon that hopefully I'll get to use my Irish brogue again. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very cool. Uh, I, I think uh, even though I know I know you're not really allowed to talk too too much about them, uh, this is a perfect opportunity to let our uh, listeners slash viewers uh, know that uh, it's a great time to jump over to your idea IMDb profile. Uh, I think uh, it'd probably be a good way for people to deduce what you're working on. Uh, yes, it's, uh, please. It's put up there as uh, yeah, and pre-production or filming, uh, and yeah. it's uh, it's also great 
to be able to go over and see everything that Deborah's worked on. Uh, it's a good time to also, with COVID going on, to be able to jump back in uh, into Netflix and and YouTube and and all the other streaming uh, profiles out there to. Um, to see some of these fantastic movies that you I'm like using her background to try and deduce what she's working on. So far I've got <laughs> lamp, lamp crossed right. wooden door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Possible yes, the, church. The wooden, the wooden door. I'm mainly, I'm mainly yeah. just trying to find a spot that has a halfway decent lighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, before we continue any further, Maddie G, do you want to jump into our quick and hilarious news? Yes, absolutely. Um, the first one I got, uh, article reads, chicken nuggets in space? Question mark. Oh, now boy. you can add okay. chicken nuggets to the list of things that have been to space. Uh, to ce celebrate its 50th anniversary, UK-based supermarket company Iceland Foods sent a single chicken nugget 33,528 meters into space. According to the Irish News, the breaded deep-fried chicken snack was launched uh, in temperatures of minus 60 Celsius from a location near the company's head office in Deeside, North Wales. It took about two hours for the nugget to reach uh, more than 33,000 meters above the earth. After reaching its height, the piece of chicken, which happened to be Iceland food's most popular selling item, then plummeted back down to the earth 322 kilometers an hour before a small parachute opened up and it landed safely. <laughs> I, I have i have to ask so was the chicken mcnugget uh shot into space with just like the nugget just all by itself or was it inside of something or did they just shoot a nugget just into space i, I was trying to figure out more but it didn't give the details on the launch so i'm like i, I gotta i gotta i gotta look it further into this but uh as far as i think it was encapsulated but still, yeah. it's it's that's it'd be awesome if it was just a pod. nugget, <laughs> a nugget with a parachute so, taped around it like those old parachute men. <laughs> <laughs> so I I have to say anybody who is in the uh, in the aerospace or uh, or just even NASA in general, if you have that much money that you're randomly firing food products into space. We would love some sponsorship. Like we, we've got a great show that's going <laughs> right, on, and, and we'll we will definitely sponsor that. you. Uh, or you, you can, yeah, we'll take some of that uh, money that you apparently, apparently, like uh, crapping out and sh shooting into space. Because <laughs> I, I, I can only imagine how many hundreds of thousand dollars it would have cost to to, to shoot that nugget into space. <laughs> it's it's crazy. And then they did the approximate math on. So apparently, it went so high, it would have equaled the height of eighty eight eight hundred and eighty thousand chicken nuggets it was eight hundred eighty thousand chicken nuggets high wow <laughs> well okay so so i have something for you now you know i recently um not too long ago i had somebody um uh i'm, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist myself but but uh, i never got mm. into the flat earth thing but i did i i have a friend who's who sent me a video about, you know, flat earth stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, I just really, really thought this was just a complete joke. And after seeing uh, some of the footage and articles, I'm like, eh, you know, I mean, I, I still can't go for the flat earth thing, but I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I could see where somebody might like think, well, you know, maybe, but I'm thinking a, a chicken McNugget shooting up into the uh, cosmos might have to debunk any flat earthing uh, theories right? out there. Because <laughs> I mean, how are you going to keep that thing going straight up so that it comes back down onto our disk of Earth and is not flying off the edge? So, <laughs> right? Well, apparently uh, there's some true. kind of dome, and I don't know. I I don't remember the. Uh, the the calculations of how high this dome would be that's encapsulating the uh, flat earth but i'm thinking can you imagine the the chicken mcmugget shooting up into the to the top of the dome and going and i can just imagine the sound effect <laughs> sound effect plunk you know that's really funny I that, video of that. If, i want video of the chick mcnugget right? hitting the dome and being plunk, plunk. <laughs> <laughs> there's a sci-fi film somewhere i think yeah 
100%. You know how many we come across nowadays <laughs> just with these conversations, what we can put together. Uh, and Melissa Spencer just uh, messaged in saying, imagine being killed by that flying nugget. That would <laughs> be one it. of the worst well, ways to go. <laughs> comes down. It, was, it was coming down at 322 <laughs> kilometers an hour. I mean, that right? would kill you. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. So can you imagine uh, right, getting let's jump hit on. in the head, getting hit in the head by a frozen <laughs> chicken McNugget flying right? back down to Earth? It would make the well, same that was sound. My next I question. Think. <laughs> I, I, that was going to be my next question because it was actually going that far into the the atmosphere. Was it cooked on the way back? Oh, yeah. that's another well, great question. Like, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I but I mean. Pre cooked anyway, you know, so it's due but to, it, due to salmonella concerns. Like really steaming hot by then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So they wanted to protect the aliens the against it. salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna send something up, make sure it's pre cooked. <laughs> All right, uh, my article. Uh, it's so this article I came across was a uh, was a little glum, uh, glum, but I have to tell you, uh, there was some humor in this, and I, I actually feel like. This her last wishes uh, may have been a fantastic uh, pitch. So the the title on this though is um, a Minneapolis woman's obituary says in lieu of flowers, don't vote for Trump. So a a St. Paul uh, Minneapolis woman who died at the age of eighty three included one specific request to her mourners: don't vote for Donald Trump. Uh, Georgia May Adkins of Invergrove Heights died of a stroke on September 28th at the United Hospital in St. Paul's. The pair of obituaries published by the St. Paul Pioneer Press included details of how she wanted to be cremated and then honored uh, at a church service, but she preferred her friends and family not to patronize the florists, but in lieu, not vote for Trump. Now, I, I gotta say, it, it was a short and sweet article, and how could you not honor that woman's last request? I mean, <laughs> she's got to at least have a hundred, like a hundred percent of her family members have got to be like, oh, I, I can't, I can't vote for Trump. I have to honor this one request. So <laughs> that is great. So anybody put it out there in your wills right now, there's still time <laughs> to to state uh, your your own uh, possible wishes on, on voting. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> What's the actual so date I, in the US? Uh, Deborah might know that better than we would actually. What what is what? Hand, what's be. what's the vote? What day? is the official date to vote? Uh, the I, thought, I thought it was the fourth. Or no, the third. Wait, what gosh, I should know this. The fourth, right? Yeah, I, th I thought it was I <laughs> okay. thought it was the fourth. We're Canadian though. It could have been. Ours is oh, different. Yeah, yeah, so. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So uh, we've we so got our funny. own set of problems up here, but yeah. <laughs> That's I what. Think, that's why we're okay with timelines. Oh, you know, I I was trying to figure out a way to get my phone to stay up by itself, and I think I finally succeeded. There. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm finally hands free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now, if you need to make any hand gestures towards us, we, we you're you're fully clear to do that. I can do jazz. <laughs> hands. It's a good time to. <laughs> there, yeah. there you go. <laughs> All right, Matt, what else you got? All right. Uh, so Kraft Mac and Cheese is in hot water over its Send Nudes campaign. So nudes spelled N-O-O-D. Okay. <laughs> like noodles. Yeah. Um, in the immortal words, in the immortal words of Helen Lovejoy, would someone please think of the children? What was supposed to be a comedic <laughs> campaign that plays off social media culture has resulted in some online mothers getting their panties in a bunch. Uh, Kraft Heinz re recently launched a campaign on Instagram encouraging people to send nudes as a tongue-in-cheek way to advertise its Kraft Dinner macaroni and cheese. <laughs> However, it drew the fury of mothers whom believe the company sexualized mac and cheese while being predatory towards children. I, I don't we, get that part. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just <laughs> a bunch of... I mean, bunch of Karens. I, I know. I, I I would hope that, you know, what's safe now to make jokes about? Um, zombies are safe, I guess. Zombies don't have that many feelings. Um, Nazis are always yep. safe to make fun of uh, yep. and to villainize. And, uh, but yep. noodles, come on. Kraft, Kraft macaroni and cheese, that's, a, that's, that's all American. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that. Right. And, and right? I can just 
Yeah. I can just, you know, um, I can just picture somebody taking pictures in a big vat or bathtub full of nice, gushy, warm, milty macaroni <laughs> and cheese. I mean, just up to their here, you know, and uh, yeah, it sounds like a good time to kind of want some mac and cheese yeah. now. I got a hankering for mac and cheese as well. I, 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 I'd I buy it if Deborah was selling it. Now, <laughs> now I'm really yeah. hungry for that mac and cheese. I want noodles. I right. want I want news. Well, I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> I want news. news. Okay, so it's so funny because the caption of the campaign said, why go out when you can stay home and send nudes? All right. And apparently they're like shipping noodles and stuff like that. And I I, I thought it was pretty clever, but I think it's pretty That's funny. Really funny. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. there was the big uproar over the uh what was that? The the kids, um, that dancing show where they were twerking. I mean, that what was that show? It was just recently. Um Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I what know what you're talking about. Show? It was on Netflix, right? Yeah. What was it called? I... Yes. Oh, uh, because they're so it. young. Well, that, yeah. you yeah. know, I, I personally was like, there's just something really not right about this show. And I, I, yeah. I was, I was happy to see people getting, you know, offended and, and, you know, cuties. cuties. Yeah. You know, cuties. I, I was like, yeah, this just doesn't sit right with me either. And um, I'm not, you know, any type of prude at all. But, you know, that I thought, yeah, this this just isn't right. It's just too kind of pedo. And uh, but but yeah. macaroni and cheese with us, you know, saying the stuff about, you know, send us your nudes like as noodles. I mean, that's yeah. just. That's just good old American clean fun. Right. It's cheesy fun. Yeah, it's cheesy. You know, everybody loves really cheesy. Marketing. It's, I like it. it's cheesy good. Yeah. There's nothing yep. wrong with some, even, some macaroni nudes. Yeah. <laughs> Those are even, my even the even the lactose <laughs> even the lactose intolerant love cheese. That's why they get they into do. trouble all the time. Yes. So. You know, I've been vegan on and off for uh, uh, a long time. And um uh you know like right now i'm not strictly ve being strictly vegan but uh i do i don't eat much meat at all and uh i try to avoid dairy but cheese is the number one thing and then when i was being really strictly vegan it's it's the cheese that really keeps people from uh ha being able to claim that they're 100% vegan and of course they do have the yeah. vegan cheeses but there's just nothing like cheddar. Um, of course, now I'm going to get hate mail from vegans, but um, I feel for you, <laughs> vegans. You know, it's tough. The vegans yeah. that are like almost like 99.999 vegan, but then they got to have their cheese, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. uh, it's the cheese. It always keeps you bringing, it keeps bringing you back every time. Now I've tried that vegan cheese and let me tell you, it, there is no substitute for cheese. It doesn't even, it looks like cheese. It almost even smells like cheese, but it does not. Taste like What's cheese. it made of? So, uh, it's uh, like, probably soy. it's yeah. yeah. Oils, oils, like vegetable yeah. derived things, you know, soy and depending on what, depending on who's making it. I did have some that, it wasn't bad, but again, if you're gonna have cheese, yeah, the fake these fake cheeses. I I'm sorry, they just don't cut the grade. They don't cut the cheesy That's mustard right. cheese. They don't cut the cheese. Hey, <laughs> I eat things that are vegan. Yeah. Huh? Huh? <laughs> I, don't no, I, I was gonna wait and waiting for. A I said, hey, I eat things that are vegan. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. So my and last article cream, today. You know, I there are some yeah. non-dairy non-dairy ice cream desserts that I really like, but you know, there are some good ones. But with when it comes to cheese, yeah. there's just no substitute for cheese. I have I have tried a a, a coconut based um, uh, ice cream that is fantastic. It is at, like honestly, I probably like it just as much, if not better, than, yeah. than regular ice cream. Yeah, the so the Coco Bliss, really Coco Bliss. Yeah, yeah, I think those, that's what it is. Those are yeah. good, and then um, there's this yeah. brand that I always forget the name of. That's really good. Anyway, they're out there. They're out there. Yeah, 
Very, very cool. Um, so there you go. That you got your pitch for for vegans again. There you go, vegans. We're all good. <laughs> so my last article uh, is states potty mouth parrot splits up by zoo bosses after egging on each other to swear. Oh, I saw that uh, one. So they, they split them up. <laughs> Did you? They split up the parrot. Yes. They had them at a zoo, and and they were all because you know one parrot gets going, and then they all chime in. Fuck you, motherfucker! Yes. Are you swearing this show? <laughs> that, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> are we okay? Yeah. Are we okay? So, oh yeah, parrot? totally explicit. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We are explicit, so that is good. Um, the the parrots Fuck named you, Billy, Tyson, Jade, and Elsie. All basically uh, were very prone to to saying "fuck you" to to people, and uh, basically, uh, one one started, the next one would start, and then they just keep on egging each other to swear. Now, a lot of the zoo goers actually didn't have a problem with this, uh, but they did feel like this might be a little uh, testy for for moms and, and small children. So they decided to break these parrots up and uh, place them individually around the zoo. So maybe it is they don't swear nearly as much. And uh, maybe uh, it's, if you don't hear it as, uh, as now, now they're just like, I'm fucking lonely. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, right. I think that's cruel. I think that's just cruel to split, yeah. split them up. You know. Yeah. Well, they could, they right? could, they could stick uh, a couple of the parrots in with the gorillas because you know how those gorillas like to give the finger. That's true. That's right. That's amongst true. amongst other things, <laughs> they they like to throw yeah. their poop their poop at people. Yeah. You know? I mean, and, how and just you randomly feel? masturbate in front of people. So yeah, <laughs> you know, for Harambe. Yeah. You yeah. know, everybody's <laughs> right. everybody's going everybody's going crazy being uh, stuck at home with all this COVID bullshit. And um, yeah, <laughs> can you imagine that though? For your whole entire life, these zoo animals being stuck, and you know, they try to make it good for the animals, but you know, it's just not the same as being able to get out there and claw your way through nature and fish some salmon yeah. going upstream and you know just tearing apart some random campers over marshmallows <laughs> it's exactly. just not the same the you just don't get the same experience in your in your one pin at the zoo so at least give these parrots and gorillas and you know the grizzlies uh some good swearing time you know they need to vent That's they right. need to they need to vent their <laughs> frustrations from being stuck at the zoo 100 percent. yeah there's there's actually a video on uh i think from the same uh zoo uh where there's a uh i think it was a chico was a, a parrot or something that uh, happens to sing uh, beyonce's if i were a boy and uh -huh. it is absolutely fantastic. The, the bear does such a great job of it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I, you know, what a bird wants to swear, a bird wants to sing, I'll let it do its thing. I mean, if it's stuck in captivity, uh, I mean, I can imagine all those birds are sitting there now, and, and they're probably, un, unlike maybe being lonely, they're just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> right? Just, just sitting there like, oh, we pushed it too far. <laughs> they, need to, they need to get a bunch of parrots together and teach them Beastie Boy songs. Oh, yeah. I could get behind <laughs> be that. Yeah, oh, that sounds fight. like an awesome yeah. America's Got Talent segment. <laughs> yeah, right. Can, can you picture <laughs> um, some parrots saying, "You gotta fight for your right <laughs> to party"? <laughs> <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> I would actually pay to see that. I really Me too. would. <laughs> Me too. I, I would. So, there we I go, would. people out there. Yeah. Yep. Showmen and show ladies out there, uh, make sure that uh, if you're hearing this right now and you do make this happen, that you kick back a little uh, towards us for yeah. coming up with the idea. I yep. get the credit. I get the <laughs> yeah. credit for that one. Deborah gets the credit. That's right. Yeah, that's on you. Yep. So we just get free tickets in. That's all. So we can record it. Yeah. I want front row seats. <laughs> yep. Yes. And I, I want the front row seats. I think they should get together the poop throwing gorilla. The the swearing parrots, the the songsters, and the uh, you know whatever other animals that act up, and you know take them on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all the masturbating monkeys, and and then you know you can you can sell the the splash zone tickets and uh, sponsored by PETA. We're some poop zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the poop zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I. Uh, it's actually really funny. I remember being in um, uh, the the original play uh, that was, of course, off Broadway at the time for uh, George Reinblatt's uh, The Evil Dead. 
and uh, and and not getting the splash zone tickets. And and I was actually a little farther back, and I was kind of like, well, how come those seats are all covered in bags? And I thought maybe they're trying to keep people away and, until they decide to shower the people in those seats in blood. And I was just like, oh, I could have been part of that. <laughs> yeah, that was such an awesome yeah. idea. We actually had George on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was uh, that was a super fun one. So, wow! Um, you know, so a chance cool. to to go see the Evil Dead uh, the play. It is absolutely fantastic. So it's uh, just as good as everything from the cult classic movie, uh, right on or just off Broadway, and it's uh, cool, super cool. super fun. Yeah. So. Right on. So uh, speaking of Halloween and uh, all things uh, spooky, what are your Halloween traditions? Um. Depending on what I'm doing, well, I always watch lots of uh, Hammer films. I love the uh, the old the old school traditions, the black and white, you know, the originals, the Mummy, the Mummy yep. Returns, Abbott and Costello meets uh, Dracula, um, uh, yeah, uh, Vincent Price movies. I'm a big Vincent Price fan. Um, let's see, there's uh, Wolfman, of course, the original Wolfman's. Um, uh, I do like. You know, I I particularly like there's a couple of Wolfman films that I really I really enjoy. I like that one with Jack Nicholson. I don't know if it was a big hit or if it kind of wasn't, but I like it. The one with Michelle Pfeiffer and James Spader and uh, um, Jack yeah, Nicholson. Wolf. I like I that one. And the newer yeah. one with uh, what's oh friggin' what's his name? Bill? Is it um, De Toro? Uh, Emily Blunt and what's his face? The tour oh, with Anthony Hopkins, oh. that one. Yes. Um, What's his name? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm drawing a blank Benicio? on it right now. Benicio? I know you're talking about. Guillermo, isn't uh, it? Del, uh, Benicio. Yeah, no, I think it's Benicio del Toro. Oh, yeah, is it? That's it? Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. one. Oh, and I like, I love Sleepy Hollow. I did with um, Johnny Depp. I did just see that one a couple weeks ago before I came out to the place that I can't tell anybody where I am. Ah, that's that is uh, very cool. <laughs> sorry, sorry, people. Get to you where I am. Yep. Nye, nye, nye. You'll have yep. to just find out later. <laughs> Wooden door across lamp. On. That's where you are. That's right, lamp. Yep, I think there's a bed back there too. There, there it is. There it is. Um, yep. <laughs> um, actually, one of my favorite uh, werewolf style movies, uh, if you ever get a chance to see it, is uh, a, a European. I think no, it's a Scottish uh, film, and it's called uh, Dog Soldiers. And uh, it's all oh, about. Yeah. Uh, is that Scottish? I think it's a Scottish film. Yeah. I think I've seen it. Is that the? Yeah. yeah. No, I've seen it. I think it was a. It's been a while, but that one was pretty good. Yeah, I I love uh, yeah. werewolf. In fact, without giving too much away, I am working on something that includes a werewolf. Ah, excellent. there's a werewolf. Okay. Could, could be this one. Wink, wink, one nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excellent, excellent. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I actually, especially, I, I really, really love it when um, movie genres actually cross a lot of uh, the the supernatural beings. And so it's not just a werewolf movie. It's not just yeah. a vampire movie. So when they when they cross them back and forth, uh, you know, uh, I, I really, really like that. Other than maybe Twilight. Uh, sorry, Twilight fans. I'm just, I still, I keep watching it. Uh, my wife loves Twilight. I still, I just can't get into it. I, I try. <laughs> but, Which yeah. one? The original Twilight Zones? Which one? No, no, no. The the Twilight movies with the the sparkly vampires and the the werewolves. Oh, and, those! Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. quite. I wish Twilight Zone was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't uh, quite get into I, those Twilight things. Yeah. Um. Oh. Um. I will be working on something. Uh. In in the spring where um that involves vampires so that's cool and uh, okay. but it's cool. it's really it's really uh very cool um that i'm working on so many different genres because i know i have a a pretty big fan base from the horror films i've done um yep. and there's some there's some favorites that people still bring up that they just love you know from the 80s and 90s like uh beverly hills vamp the Invisible Maniac, yes. Death Row Game Show, um, this film I did uh, where I starred with Karen Black called Evil Spirits. Those are just a few. Um, 
those are all good. Uh, yeah. Some of uh, some of the ones that I did uh, about, I did a film called Disciples. Uh, I think that was 2013 yep. or 14, and then I did uh, a Blood Story where I played Elizabeth Bathory. And in Disciples, I kill Tony Todd. It's got a lot of horror icons in that one. So, but but Very recently, cool. I've um, you know did I just shot a family film and with the same director his name is Todd Ernest Braley and we just shot you like to draw and I I know I mentioned it it's um about a young woman uh who had a traumatic brain injury and she's uh going through a lot of um trying to trying to get more out of life and I play the mother and there's a, a terrific actress who's a very good friend of mine her name is Trista Robinson she plays the aunt in the story, and um, I was really happy that she was able to come aboard. She she recently did a film uh, not too long ago. I think it came out last year called Echoes of Fear. It's very, very good. Um, so I had a great time working with her. And then uh, I have some stuff. But I just did a Western, and like I said, I the family film, and I have with Todd Ernest Braley from that film, I'm also going to be working on another family film next year called Paradise Road. And so it's it's a good um, variety of things. I really like doing variety. Yeah. And uh, so, and I, I, I'm being considered for another Western right now. And uh, yeah, so it's great. It's great that I'm able to yeah. cross over and do all these different genres. Yeah, it's super good, right? Because uh, a lot of people uh, who get into the the horror genres sometimes get typecast into those those uh, genres. So it's nice to be able to be more versatile and break out into a lot of different types of genres. So it's fantastic. It's, to know exactly. That, you know, to exactly. Our, yeah, keep our eye out for you in uh, a lot of other films. Um, now, before we uh, continue any further, should we jump into the next uh, part of our show, uh, Matty G? We've got uh, we've got some questions for you. Uh, <laughs> we actually have uh, what's called our slightly slower than uh, average rapid fire questions, where okay. Matty G is going to ask you a series of questions, and you just give us the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right. Rapid fire questions. <laughs> Question number one. What made-up word would you register into the English language? Um, karusha. What does that? What does that one mean? Uh, that means um, grab your boots, grab your socks and your boots, grab your crotch, and let's go. <laughs> I love it. All right, okay. that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> What uh, what's the scariest dream that you can remember? Uh, yeah, I've, I've had a few scary ones. Um, well, oh, I'll tell you about this reoccurring dream I had when I was a kid. I was probably around 10 and I had this dream like almost every single night for a while. It, I must have had this same dream for weeks. I was scared out of my mind to go to bed. Every it was I we lived in this house and this is when I was still living in Portland, Oregon, before my mom moved us to LA. So we lived in this house and and it was a pretty good size house. Uh, the way it was built, it had it, it, you could actually go from one one room to another through the whole downstairs. So you know there's the kitchen and then the dining room and the living room and then on the other side of the living room there's uh, a bedroom or a uh, yeah, a bedroom and you could there's a door from the living room to the bedroom You can go in there and then there was a bathroom Beyond that and you could go in the bathroom and then the bathroom had two doors So you could go in, in from the bedroom to the bathroom and then again from the bathroom to the other bedroom on the other side of the house and through the kitchen and you could literally just go all the way around the house without being there was doors so that you couldn't be okay. uh, there was no blockage yeah. to you didn't have to yeah, go. Yeah, it wasn't drywalled off. So the dream yeah. was, the dream was, is uh, I was, the, the age I was, I was a little kid, and I would see, I'd be in like the dining room, and I would notice outside the window, and of course it would be night, and outside the window, a witch would be looking at me through the window and just staring at me, and I'd start running through the house. But every room had windows, so it didn't matter what room I was in. I'd run 
from the dining room to the living room and and then she'd be there in the window and then I'd run from the living room to the other bedroom and she'd be in that window and then I'd go in the bathroom and she'd be in that window and so I would be running in circles around the whole entire house but every time I got to the next room there she would be in the window and and I kept having this dream like over and over all the time I was like what the hell I was going you know for a little kid I was I was scared shitless yeah. and uh yeah that was that was pretty scary Did you ask for blinds for your birthday <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, can we please get some curtains in this house? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good Suddenly one. Yeah. Walls don't look so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what superpower would you choose if you could pick one? Hmm. Well, I am a, a super, super big superhero fan. I love superhero movies. I love them all. I love the Marvel films. I don't care what anybody says. You know, I, you know, everybody's always Excellent. bragging on the Marvel films, but I, I love them. I love the Guardians of the Galaxies. I love, uh, you know, the Wonder Woman movies. I love all of that stuff. So um, I, I just love it that, you know, different people can do different things. When I was a little kid, I was a big fan of the Bionic Man and the Bionic Woman. I was a super big fan of the Bionic Woman. And, you know, every time she'd hear something, you'd hear, Dee, 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 dee. she's like hearing something like miles away and I, you know yeah so so but as far as what powers would i want well i'd want to fly i'd want to be able to fly mm -hmm. like wonder woman or captain marvel or something and uh i like it uh i i i think i especially like the powers that wonder woman has she's got the lasso of truth and you know one of my pet peeves is you know nobody likes people who lie but there's a lot of liars especially in this in the entertainment business you know all these people you know oh, yeah. all these bullshitters yeah. and you know, so i really hate that so i really love the lasso of truth when you get people to just tell the truth and um do i have to just pick one yeah if you could just pick one what what would what would rule them all one one um oh man it's too hard to just pick one because I, I want to be able to clobber people like the Hulk and uh, smash, smash. Yeah. And uh, I guess, I guess, um, and then I like the uh, the blasters that Captain Marvel has. She can blast stuff. Um, All right, I the power that the power that you would choose is the ability to get more powers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, what was it? Um, yeah, like Rogue. Rogue could always siphon off one power and 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 use it, and then that's uh, like, okay. Thank you for helping me on that yeah. one. Okay, now I know. Yeah. Next time yeah. somebody yeah. asks me, that's going to be it to get more powers. Yes. <laughs> love yeah. it. Rogue, um, like Rogue. Yeah, that's fantastic. What, I appreciate uh, the help. Hey, anytime. <laughs> um, You're in the right area if you want to talk uh, superheroes in, in comics. Yeah, we're nerds for sure. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. Uh, what's your earliest childhood memory? Oh, um, well, it's probably the time that my mom was chasing me around our, our trailer park home. And she was, and I was a little kid and I guess I did something to piss her off. And she was chasing me around and around with, uh, I don't know, she was holding something like a belt or a spatula, <laughs> you know, yeah. something to hit me uh. with. And, uh, <laughs> You know that one well. bad, Michelle, <laughs> she had something, and and yeah. I'm just running, and then you know I'm a little kid, so I I hid under the the trailer home, and that's my earliest, and so I was hiding that, trying to nice. escape the uh, the whatever beating I was gonna get. So, yeah. hey, if you mom. haven't been chased with a spatula or something by your mom, you, you haven't been raised right. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, to, to chase me, but definitely. Yeah, I definitely got that with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a whole, you know, yeah. the the newer generations. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, I think there's something really wrong uh, with them because they, you know, they didn't get, they didn't get hit. They didn't, you know, they didn't get the, they didn't get the, <laughs> the uh, the fear of God put them in them with the belt. You know, yes. when when you hear the snapping of yeah. the belt, and, you know, you knew you yeah. were in big, big trouble. Yeah. Here comes the belt. Yeah. yeah. Better run. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, it's actually really funny uh, that it actually for for us um, the belt was was always a, a course of fear, but eventually it got to a point where it didn't matter where you were, you knew if Dad was pissed because. I remember once my my cousin and I were joking around, uh, and I think we were sitting in church or something at the time, and um, the, the 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 priest was talking about the Noah's Ark and putting all the animals and two by two and everything. And I remember leaning over to my cousin saying, "They're making holy stew," and, uh, and he started laughing. And then we just had this feeling, and we look over, my dad leaning over and staring down the aisle because he was at the far end. And I was just like, "Oh man, we're gonna get the crap beat out of us." He started to see, yeah. you see the belt buckle starting to loosen. Uh... Just loosening, yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, one time, one time, my mom, my mom was always experimenting when, with food when we were me and my little sister were kids. So one time she made us eat these squid patties and they were not good. And, and so my, but my, it, you know, it's, she was being such a hypocrite because she didn't even eat the squid patties. She just made us eat the squid patties. So we're sitting there and she gives us these squid patties and I, I don't think she really knew how to cook them. So they were just like, heated up squid patties and and so me and my sister are taking bites of this these squid patties we're little kids and um and we start laughing you know because my mom's being like really serious about these squid patties and they were they're bad so we're eating <laughs> squid patties and she was getting madder and madder and the madder she got the more we were laughing and then comes the belt and, just, <laughs> and then she just starts whacking us with the belt she's just whacking away you know she's so mad and we were just like laughing over these squid patties because i remember uh <laughs> i remember my dad uh driving in the car and then me and my sister would would get into verbal battles in the back seat and I remember my dad just reaching back and just swinging. <laughs> <laughs> if you got hit, you're, yeah. If you didn't get hit, you're lucky that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That's yeah. funny. Um, what activity right. makes you the happiest? Uh, I would have to say uh, acting. Yeah. I think it I think it really does make me the happiest. I I also do like production type stuff, but uh and I write. I write too. So I I really enjoy writing, but above anything acting um it it can be like kind of torture, but uh but it's like getting a tattoo, it hurts so good, you know. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yep. But I I yeah. I really I really love acting. I love I love it when I get to work uh, especially because there's all different styles, you know, directors have all different styles. I've worked with all sorts of different people and, uh, you know, and then fellow actors also have, you know, everybody's different. They have their way they like to work. I, I especially like it when um, I'm able to be part of the collaborative uh, creativity of making the thing happen, you know, or, or, you know, even if like somebody wrote a script, but I got to do this with Todd Ernest Braley a lot. He, he welcomed suggestions and he, he welcomed like changes in dialogue. And uh, so I really love it when I get to work with people like that. I also had a really good experience in that regard with working on the Western I just worked on called Showdown in Yesteryear, Showdown in Yesteryear. Uh, uh, the director's, uh, it was actually co-directed by uh, Tim Timothy O'Hearn. Sorry, I can't talk. Timothy O'Hearn and the cinematographer who is Aaron Bratcher. So they were both directing, but uh, it was very collaborative. And also um, the kind of hush hush pro projects I'm working on right now. One of the projects I actually um, am a contributing writer to the project and uh but there was a lot of collaboration on that and um so yeah so that's that's it uh, i i never i'm never happier than when i'm working on a film and in front of the camera i'd have to say very cool very cool great um what what foreign language would you most like to learn well i took russian in high school I had I had that's Russian cool. yeah. uh, my last year of junior high, so that I guess that's eighth grade, and and my first 
uh, my freshman year in high school. That was before, that was when I was still in Portland, Oregon, before we moved to LA. So I took two years of Russian and I love Russian. I love Russian. And the, and, you know, I don't really speak hardly any of it anymore, but I was getting pretty good at uh, being able to carry on a conversation in Russian. And um, in the film Disciples, I do do a Russian accent. Um, and in a blood story that I did a couple years later, both of those were uh, done by director Joe Hollow. And in a blood story, I have a Hungarian accent. So I love to do accents, but um, uh, I also, but I, I, it was very, uh, it was great that I was able to finally do a film where I could do a Russian accent because I love Russian. I love the Russian language. And uh, I really someday I keep saying, well, one of these days I'll get back into it. I'll I'll take Russian again. I'll learn it, you know, where I can actually speak Russian would be great. So I did Ancestry mm -hmm. DNA a few years ago. And at the time, it didn't have like it was still kind of vague. It was like, OK, well, you could be this percentage could be and it listed a bunch of things. And then this percentage could be this or this or this. Well, I checked into Ancestry DNA. Uh, recently, just like a month or so ago, and they they've gotten to where they can really pinpoint where you could be from a lot, like really narrow it down. Um, so it turns out, because growing up, I thought I was half Asian, and I didn't know what the Asian part was, but my mother's Czechoslovakian. And then the other half is whatever, some mixed thing. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool because um, I'm actually three quarters European and one quarter, according to Ancestry DNA, I'm one quarter Korean. Who knew? Oh, <laughs> but wow. but I'm half I'm half Eastern European and Russian. So that's okay. very cool to find out because I've always loved Russian. So, and French, and French, um, I took French in high school, so I'd like to learn French, but those are my two top languages, Is and then Italian, but, you know, if I were to pick one or two, it'd be Russian and French. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Do you believe in aliens? Yes, I do. I yeah? do. Excellent. I mean, it, it's also, I don't believe in them in a way that I, I like, a diehard believer. Um, I think they're out there. I've had some strange experiences myself where I'm pretty sure they actually really do exist. I don't have any uh, concrete evidence uh, personally, but I've had, um, I've had extraterrestrial type experiences and whether those are just me like going out of my mind and like completely going insane or whether it what I thought I was seeing was what I was seeing or maybe it was something else. I don't know. But I believe it. I believe it. I believe people have, um, uh, you know, these experiences with extraterrestrials, whatever they are. So I do believe it. I think uh, I was really happy to see like a lot of this NASA stuff come out, you know, saying that, uh, you know, with the footage and stuff. And I'm telling my husband, I'm like, see, I told you, I told you, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yep. What's, uh, what's the best thing? Be oh, sorry. Sorry, Tony. No, that's okay. I was saying if NASA says it's real, it has to be. Real. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's the I, best I thing think, you've ever I eaten? Whole, you know, you got to know that they don't tell, there's, there's not a lot they actually tell us. They're, they're holding back. You know that. Yeah. yeah. Yep, for sure. I, I think they're, I think the government is in cahoots with the aliens, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Or they are the aliens. Or, or they, they are, are the, yes. they are the, I'm pretty sure Queen Elizabeth is it's some kind of yeah. reptilian or alien or something. <laughs> there's no Mark way, Zuckerberg. Like the there's no way yeah, that woman is an actual somewhere. like real human. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had uh, my, my question there. <laughs> um, what's uh, what's the best thing you've ever eaten? Ooh, that's good. I've had some really um, good patties. Amazing... Huh? <laughs> What? Squid patties. I said, I said squid patties. <laughs> squid patties. <laughs> um, uh, I've had some amazing uh, sushi before. I love I love sushi. Um, 
I'm trying to get myself in the center of this thing again. Um, let's see, the most amazing thing. I think of all the foods I've had that I've just like gone into like melting in my seat and gone to heaven eating has to be. Hmm, I've had some really good sushi where I'm just like, in fact, I'm salivating just thinking of sushi. <laughs> so there's sushi. I think that might be a winner. <laughs> I've okay. had some really good, um, amazing filet mignon before, but, you know, I'm not a big meat eater. So, you know, every time I eat yeah. meat, I feel like really guilty. It's like, oh, my God, I'm eating meat. But, um, uh, you know, I'm still thinking about the macaroni and cheese. Yeah. The, a good <laughs> mac and cheese can be can be very, very right. good. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, you know, right now I could really go for some sushi. So I'm just going to go for sushi. I like it. Sushi's All right, yeah, and the last question that. I have for you today: What's the favorite podcast you've been on in the last twelve hours? I would really, um, I'm really going to have to think about this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think your show. <laughs> hey, good answer. <laughs> this good is answer. it. This is yep. this is my yeah. favorite one. <laughs> That's wonderful. No, actually, we're, we're uh, so happy be, that you. To be uh, quite honest, uh, I'm having a good time hanging out with you guys. This is a lot of fun. Well, we're happy to have you. We're glad you're having a good time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you guys yeah. are fun. I like I like the uh, I like the um, the uh, newsworthy stuff that you're coming <laughs> up with. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, not a lot uh, not a lot generally happens up here in Canada. So we have to reach out to all the other uh, fantastic places. Oh, and they're amazing. Oh, you guys are from Canada. Yeah. Okay, I've I've got something right. I have to talk to you about. Okay. Okay. So so I was in a film uh, which is a a big favorite among uh we we love in america and i'm sure all over the world it's a it's a favorite universally i'm sure is um planes trains and automobiles oh john yeah. candy right yeah right? john starring, candy yep sorry yep. john candy and steve yep. martin okay so yep. way back long long time ago uh <laughs> i was in i worked with john candy and steve martin on director John Hughes's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes. Oh, that's so, amazing. Yes, amazing. I was on set. I was working. They were they were doing a scene where it is after the car. I think it either blows up or catches fire or something. It catches fire. So so yep. Steve Steve Martin's character goes in. Um, he's you know throughout the whole film he's trying to get home to his family for Thanksgiving. So, you know, he's and he's been trying to um, uh, find a phone. So after the car blows up or catches fire, they in the in the original film, um, I mean, in the film that they shot before they released it, he yeah. he goes into a strip club to try to use the phone to get a hold of his wife. So um, I'm in that scene. So they had a bunch of dancers, and I'm one of the dancers in the scene. So, um, uh, you know, we're just kind of glorified background, you know. And so, I mean, we're on camera, but we're not saying anything. So mm -hmm. in the middle, uh, toward the middle of the day, John Hughes uh, says, we need somebody to do an improv scene with John Candy and Steve Martin. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. So, um I, at the time, I was in an improv group at the Wildside Theater, with uh, which was directed by Sam Longoria, who's still a dear friend of mine. And so I was doing Im improv on stage every week, and I was part of this improv troupe. So uh, I said, ooh, ooh, I do improv, I do improv. So I, I was chosen among the dozen or so dancers that were there. And uh, so now in the scene, in you know, we're in a strip club. So I'm, they wanted somebody to be topless. And I think a lot of the girls didn't, weren't, they weren't willing to go, they didn't want to show their boobies. So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I'll do it. I'll show my boobies. So, um, so I'm in this whole scene with John Candy and Steve Martin. And uh, so I'm on stage and John, uh, John Candy's character comes up to me and he starts, you know how his, his, his shtick is, he's always like tongue tied and shy and he's like rambling. Yep. So he comes up to me and, and then we're just doing improv. So he comes up to me and, 
and we start bantering and talking and I start talking about how I love doing everything naked and I love being naked and I and this is before Seinfeld this is before the episode where Elaine is in the bar telling the guy that she likes to do things naked this is way before then she stole that from me I yeah. swear so anyway <laughs> uh, so I'm saying yeah I like to vacuum naked and do it. so we're just kind of doing this thing so Steve Martin comes up behind him and he's trying to get John can you know he tried to call his house and he's trying to get John Candy to leave so he so he comes up and I start insulting Steve Martin now it's not nobody told me to do it I just started you know uh teasing him and saying stuff saying shit I was yeah. I was saying shit to Steve Martin so <laughs> just improv so it was really funny so then uh Steve Martin gets all excited gets all John Candy was very excited and Steve Martin gets insulted. So he drags John Candy away. So when we were done with the scene, it was just a one take thing, really. Uh, when we were done, jo uh, John Hughes is sitting there. He's he's practically rolling on the floor, literally <laughs> laughing. And everybody, the whole cast and crew, there was a lot of people there. The whole cast and crew, they all start busting up and it was very funny. And I was like, yay, yay, I was funny with John Candy and Steve Martin. That's awesome. So. Yeah. Uh, whenever it was, uh, I don't know how long it took, but you know, months later, I get this invitation to go to a private screening at Paramount to see the film. So when we get there, I, you know, my boyfriend at the time and I went, and um, so I was handed this uh, like one sheet. I still have it. it. It had all the names of all the cast and crew on the film, and my name was on it. So I was really excited because I'm like, cool. I didn't get cut out. I hope. So um, I go in, we sit down before the movie started, the person, uh, a gentleman behind me was one of the editors on the film. And he says, he says, oh, I recognize you. You were so funny in that scene. And I'm like, oh, yay. I didn't get cut out. I was so excited because I was thinking, oh, my God, this could be my big break. So, um, yeah. yeah, in in a big scene with John Candy and Steve Martin and I'm being funny, you know, yeah. and topless. Funny and topless. You can't beat that. Right. Those are my two favorite things. Like, I know, yeah. right? so, so we watch, so we write, so we watch the film, and the scene I was supposed to be in, or that I would have, that I was in, was uh, at the end of the film. So the the movie ends, and I'm not in it. So after you know the lights come up, and the guy behind me says, "says I'm so sorry. When I was working on the film, your scene was in it." He said, "I didn't know you got cut out." And um, so it was very disappointing. And, and then we go out to the parking lot to the car and I'm like crying. I'm like, oh, yeah, I wasn't in the movie. So, but, okay. So this is a story I've been telling for years, you know, because a lot of people ask me about planes, trains, and automobiles because everybody loves planes, trains, and automobiles. So I had a friend yeah. of mine, uh, Michelle Nesk, who I worked with um, about a year and a half ago on a film called 333 Illuminati. And uh, so she says she had me on tape and she had taped the film on VHS with my scene in the film. So I'm like, what? Yeah. You, you saw me? And she's like, yeah, I saw you. I saw you. And I'm like, what? What? So um, so I, I got a hold of her again because, you know, we both kind of lost track. We, we forgot about it. So I got a hold, of, hold her, a hold of her again to say, can you find that tape? So she says, oh, I'm sorry. In one of my moves, the tape got ruined because it was in a flood. And I'm like, what? Ah. Oh. So then, oh, no. not so about maybe six months ago, I had somebody who's like a fan say, message me and say, oh, I didn't know you were in planes, trains, and automobiles. And say that fast three times, right? So I said yeah. to him, <laughs> I said, he said, I didn't know you were in it. I said, well, I, I worked on it, but then my scene got cut out. And he goes, no, I saw you just the other day. And I'm like, what? You saw me in the film? He says, I saw you. I saw you. You were in the scene. He described the scene. I'm like, what? I said, how did you see it? Where? What? 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 He's in Canada. So it turns out my friend who said she saw it and that she taped it, but the tape got ruined. She had taped it when she was staying in Canada. She was it was on Canadian TV. So apparently I am in the film, at least in the Canadian version, and my guess is also the European version. Yeah. 
Who can help me? I need yeah. help. <laughs> That's there amazing. So I for all our help. listeners out there, if you have seen Deborah Topless in a movie, and uh, <laughs> it might be a Canadian production, make sure that you let us know, and uh, we'll have yes. to get her a copy of Send it. Us but links. I'm, I'm surprised, actually. Yeah, I'm surprised no, uh, no, with, the, uh, with the internet that we can't just track this down. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just kidding. Yeah. Specifically that movie. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we should, we should look around. We'll have to reach out to our, our listeners. Uh, apparently, for being such a PC place, we're, we're obviously uh, a little bit more uh, comfortable with full frontal nudity versus uh, the Americans. I don't know. Who would have thought? It wasn't. It wasn't full frontal nudity. It was just... <laughs> oh, sorry. Partial frontal nudity. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was going to say, given given the time, uh, that was probably John Candy's uh, choice to say, no, we have to keep that in. That was a great scene. So, because he was really, uh, he had a lot of uh, influence in a lot of his movies and uh, he was such a great comedian. So, well, uh, you, it was, it, it is, it is a Thanksgiving film. So, yes. Yeah. Hey. Uh, you know what? And, and that's the thing, right? A lot of television gets, uh, when it hits TV, it gets edited uh, just to make sure that it stays. PG for for all families on, on things like but that. But it's out there. The cool. version with I'm gonna me find it. Is, it is out yeah. there. I need I'm help good at finding it. things. I will if, find it. If anybody can do it, Matt will be able to yes. find this. He, he is like a, mm -hmm. so and, we, and I'll send it to sure you. We, we find it. We will definitely get it to you. Oh yeah. my God. I would love that so much. Yeah, that's excellent. Well, we are rounding our, our time. Uh, do you have any uh, social media links, uh, any things that you'd like to pitch up that you're working on, any passionate things that, uh, like charities or anything that you're, you'd like to, to pitch at all? Well, um, I'm easy to find. I'm on Facebook. Um, my, I have an easy name. That makes things nice. You know, I, a lot, yeah. I have actor friends. It's like, what kind of a name is that? <laughs> but, <laughs> but never... <laughs> Deborah Lamb is easy. You can't screw it up. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm on Facebook. I have a fan page, but I, I mainly deal through my regular personal page because I, I'm so busy. I haven't posted anything on my fan page in, in ages. But um, I've got a website. I've got which I need to update. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Twitter and Instagram. I don't use Twitter a lot, but I'm on there. Uh, but it's the Deborah Lamb. And I'm one of the Debras that spell it D-E-B-R-A, not the Deborah. I'm a Deborah. <laughs> and uh, so, so I'm easy to find. You can, if you, if anybody has trouble finding me somewhere, just Google me because it's all on there. That's true. And for all our listeners on the road who are going to be uh, listening to this after this recording, uh, we'll make sure that we put a picture up of Deborah on our guest uh, section of our website, as well as all her social media connections as well. But you did ask and, me uh, if I wanted to promote things, and I just wanted to give a shout out yeah. to all the directors I'm working with. Um, Mark Pirro, the murder mystery comedy is uh, The Deceased Won't Desist, so keep your eye out for that. Todd Ernest Braley's You Like to Draw. And also coming up, Paradise Road, which we'll be shooting um, next year probably. Um, a couple secret directors. I can't. Shh. And then um, uh, uh, William. But they know Lee, who they are. <laughs> William William Lee. I'll be working with next year. I was supposed to work with him uh, during this whole thing, but uh, I'd definitely be working with him next year on a martial arts action film. Ooh, and uh, you're going to be working. Oh. One of the things uh, I want to give a shout out to is uh, director John Rain. I'm going to be working with him on Evergreen as the Blood coming up. So I have a lot of great, uh, oh, and Timothy O'Hearn and Aaron Bratcher and uh, written by the screenplay written by Gregory Lambert is Showdown in Yesteryear. So that's a Western. And um, I, I want to say to all my western directors out there put me in your western because westerns are my very very favorite of everything i love westerns excellent very very cool uh in fact we, we've had uh, a couple western uh actors slash directors on the show so uh, maybe we can uh, reach out and connect you if they're doing something let's see what we can do okay you never know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks again uh, for being on the show and taking some time. I know uh, we we almost uh, weren't able to get you because of your busy schedule, uh, but we really super appreciate it. It wouldn't have been uh, quite uh, Halloween without having you on. And uh, oh, hopefully yes, we and can ask uh, around. And one last thing. I have to give a shout out to all my horror fans. I love you guys. 
I wouldn't be where I am without my horror fans. I got to give a shout out to the horror community. Um, as much as I love doing all genres, I got to say, um, I really ha have so much love and gratitude for my horror fans and all of those, all my fans, but a good majority of those are really huge horror fans. And I, I, I give my, uh, I give all the, uh, kudos to you for, you know, because I really wouldn't be here without you. So thank you so much. Wonderful. Excellent. Well, uh, we'd love to circle around with you and uh, have you back at some point, maybe in the new year. Uh, when yes, uh, you have released, of course, maybe some of these secret projects and we can talk, uh, talk yes. about those. <laughs> yes. That'd be wonderful. Excellent. Well, thanks again for being on the show, Deborah. I uh, hope you have a very uh, wonderful and safe Halloween and uh, enjoy uh, working on your secret projects. We look forward to hearing thank more. Thank you. And thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Now, you have Maddie on there, but you go, but is it Matt Maddie? or Maddie? Maddie's my nickname, but it's Matt. Okay, yeah, Matt. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, Maddie, what is it? Is that Scottish? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, uh, I think I'm yeah. a little bit of everything. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's, like I, a high, I, he's like a Heine 57. Of, of <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best looking mutt you'll ever see. Me too. I'm but I, I have so much fun with you guys. I, I love your show. And um, please have me on again because I really had a blast. Awesome. We're glad Thanks you had fun. We'll, we'll Thank you, you so much. Again, for sure. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Good night. Take care. Good night, everybody. Night. So this is a good time for us to pitch our social media. You could get us on our website. Thefap.ca. On uh, Twitter. Is Thefap4. You can get us on Instagram. Is the Fab Podcast? Don't forget our Facebook, the Freaking Awesome Podcast, and uh, you can always reach out via email, the Fab Podcast at gmail.com. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pocket. Ah, uh, uh, not again. Wicked sweet. Eh. <laughs>